0: G'day everyone, this is Rita Joyen and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, How to Take Your Passion and Turn to a Profession. And when I've been teaching how to find your passion, a lot of the times people get stuck on a particular part of that process and I want to talk to that particular part where people get stuck in finding their passion. So if you're new to this podcast and if you're looking to find your passion, the place that I've always uh, advised people to go to is to unboxyourgift.com. That's unboxyourgift.com and when you go there, so we know where to send well, the details of how to find your passion, you just enter your details and then you get access to the video uh, which is free on how to find your passion. It's actually a video I did live at a conference and you're getting that, um, that video. But what I also wanted to do is there's a particular part where people get stuck and I just wanted to address that. Uh, because people get unsure of if they're doing the right thing. There's no right or wrong way. But I just want to clarify finding your passion and the steps it takes and where people primarily get stuck and how to unhook from getting stuck. So I'm not going to talk at length about the process because I have had previous episodes where I have gone through the process quite significantly. Uh, Episodes I think one, two or three cover how to find your passion in detail so if you want to go back and listen to those so i'm just going to go from a broader brush mean a broader perspective i want to paint the picture of how to find your passion then i'm going to dive deep into what's preventing people from finding it where they get stuck and then um the the problem with choice why people get stuck with having choice so uh, the first thing is you need to find what your strengths are. What, what is your hobbies, skills, and talents? You make a list of all your hobbies, skills, and talents and why you enjoy doing that. Now, this is all coming from the passion process. The second thing you do is you look at your you as a kid. What did you enjoy doing as a kid and why? The third step is looking at people and professions. What person or profession do you aspire to be like or have a contribution in that industry? and then your reasons why and what you're trying to do is all the reasons why is what we're interested in we're not interested in what you did as a kid or the people professions that you're interested in or your hobby skills and talents we're interested in your triggers why you do those things why you find enjoyment in certain activities and so now you've got a list of three whys people and professions you as a kid and your hobby skills and talents and now in those lists of whys, you're going to find patterns that are going to reemerge. Patterns about your behavior, patterns of words, patterns of emotions, words, phrases, that you're going to start to see patterns. And what you're going to do is put them into chunks. And chunks in terms of, and I got talked about this, um, in quite detail so i'm just going to skim over it guys so episodes one to three talks about this on this podcast and also the unboxyourgift.com if you go there and all what and this is the part where people get stuck is that well how do i chunk things and how do i um how do i i think i know what i'm chunking i think i know what patterns i'm seeing but i'm not exactly sure you just have to trust yourself there's no right or wrong the whole reason why i created this process is because one of the biggest reasons we need to develop in ourselves is self trust trusting in our own self and the reason why we shy away from trusting ourselves is because we don't keep our word to ourselves so when i when you say i'm going to meet you at 10 o'clock and you meet them at 10 or 10 When you say you're going to do anything as trivial as meet someone up for a coffee, a a casual chat, and you don't make it on time. Or you say you're going to lose weight and you don't do it. Or you say you're going to finish this project and you don't do it. Or you say you're going to start something and you don't do it. Anytime we, you and I, don't keep to our word in what we say, that decreases the trust in ourselves. And so when we get an opportunity to do something the first thing we kind of is we shrink because we think, can I do this? And it's not a question of ability. It may be a question of I don't have the technical skills or I don't know the technical know-how, something. That's separate. The real reason why we shrink back is because I don't know if I can follow through. I don't know if I can do it. Now, we don't articulate it that way in our mind, but that's the reaction, the response we're having is because, well, we've never kept to our word before, so why would I be able to do this now? And so when God gives us an opportunity, we kind of go, I don't know if I can do that, if I'm good enough, I don't know if I'm good. And that's all just a, a mask for not being able to keep to our word in the background. And so what I want you to do, how does that relate to the passion process, is you just need to trust that you're doing it the right way. Unless you and I sit down together and I can go through it with you, which I'm more than happy to do. Read it at unboxyourgift.com, let me know. But unless we do that, then... You know, I can't, can't. All the instructions are there for you in the video, and um, and in the actual. I have an actual physical printout of how to find your passion. If you like that, it's actually not on. It used to be on my website. It's no longer on my website. But if you'd like that, email me and I'll send that out to you. It's all free. Um, but I just thought people would benefit more from a video. But if you'd like to read it um, in greater detail, then by all means, I'm happy to send that out to you. Email it to you. So you need to be able to trust yourself that what you're doing and the instructions that you've read are correct, how you're interpreting it is correct, and then just go do that exercise by chunking your whys, finding those patterns in yourself based on what you've said. And then once you have all these series of words, like you have some words that say that describe your triggers, that describe that you've written, and then you take those words and then you, you take those words and then you put them into like – what kind of work would resonate with the, my whys, your top three whys? What kind of work would resonate it? And if you're getting lost, you don't have to be. I keep saying you need to go to episodes one to three or the Unbox Your Gift um, website.com to get the press and process. And once you get that, you'll know what I'm talking about. But those who have done it, your, your, your work is to look out, well, what specifically work would fulfill my why's because what we've done is we've gone through a pattern of elimination there are so many things that you can do and what the process the passion process does is it eliminates choice and then it gets you to focus on have manomanical focus have you ever heard of that manomanical focus and that's Robert Robert Sharma calls it such exaggerated focus on this the one thing and that's what the process is doing is to take out all the shiny objects that are taking your peripheral vision and Center it into one thing that really speaks to your soul now that thing can change over time but in that moment that's what you wanting to be doing in that moment that's the passion for you you will evolve as you evolve with your passion but in that moment that's what you need to be doing in fact I was watching a, a documentary of Steve Jobs and they were talking about the time when he was fired from Apple and then he went on to create Next the the other company which was called Next and when that was doing really well and what had what it, and Pixar was doing very well and he was able to come back to Apple obviously a lot had changed the board had created a lot of new product, products and projects One of the first things that this documentary was talking about that Steve Jobs did when he came back to Apple is that he took away a majority of the product and projects that they were working on and got very laser-focused on the one, one or two things that they wanted to focus and be really good at. And what I took away from that was this absolute obsession with being focused on the one thing and not having your mind being spread out because the moment your our minds are spread out you know it's like we're spread thin you know we feel rushed we feel overwhelmed and when we have just one project to work on it's just we go deeper into that and we can create a greater better result i mean just think Apple. It was headed by a guy who ran that as a philosophy. And the documentary made a very small remark about that. But I took a huge portion because that was one of the pinnacle reasons why Apple succeeded. Now, that's a company I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the leadership of that company started with a particular vision. And the vision was for a specific product and project. And the, I mean, the leader's vision could have been scattered as well. Well, that sounds like a good project or well, we could do this and we can do that but he brought it down to one or two projects and products and that's why we get the ipad we've got the iPod we've got the you know you've got these pro you've got these products in the market that are just that took off and there could have been other products that were along but he just completely took those away and so the passion process is enabling you to take everything off the table that is distracting you and that is you know, blurring your focus. Because once you can really get clear on what that thing is that lights you up, now you're able to have manomanical, in Robin Sharma's words, you're allowed to have now, you can have now, not allowed to have, you can now have manomanical focus to drive really, really straight and really deep into this one project that really speaks. Now, for those of you like myself who are multi-passionate people, who have many passions, well, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do that and I want to do that. I hear you because I, I, I'm from the same group of people. You know, I, I do the same, same, I'm from the same plot. But what I've realised is once you have multi-passions and you kind of dabble in them, because you have to dabble in them, you can't have the 24 hours in the day. Once you dabble, you kind of get tired of dabbling and just by a process of trying to just get something done and get something really to take flight, you're forced to become very, very narrow in your focus and have mathematical concentration on one product or service or, or project. So I'm speaking from experience. I've, I've had on my list of things that I wanted to complete so many things that what I've come to now is by a process of just, I'm tired of just dabbling, I'm tired of just because I'm not getting the result that I wanted. I'm now just focusing, really trying to bring my focus further and further. Because my passion is like, I've I've got a passion for this and I've got a passion for that and I've got a passion. But that doesn't help. That doesn't help anything or anyone, including how I want to contribute because it's taking away from the primary reason. So I've had to become very, very focused on the one thing that if I had to do just one thing, what would that one thing be? Even though that's hard, even though it's like, I can't pick the one thing, I've had to come to that because the alternative of being scattered is just wasn't serving me. When you come to that point when being scattered and having too much on your things of projects to do, when that just becomes like, it's just not getting anywhere, when you get to that level, that's when you will naturally fall into mathematical uh, focus, whether that takes you a day, a year, 10 years, 20 years. It does. I don't know. But everyone comes to their own focus in their time, however long that takes. And I know of, you know, anyone that you admire, if you just think of anybody that you admire, you know that they have a really pristine focus on something, whether they're a great parent, whether they're a fantastic leader whether they're a great um chef whether whatever that they do they have man focus they're not being a chef and they're also trying to do x and trying to do y and trying to um you know feed a kid and trying to they're not they've got focus and there is an overwhelm of passion that goes into that focus which is what gives it the breath and the wings for that project that product to take off And so I wanted to share that with you guys because I found that that's been very crippling for me for a very long time. And I know for a a huge amount of people in population, because there's so much choice, you know, you could do anything really. I mean, yes, you need skill. Yes, you need the, you know, you need all of that. But aside from that, you know, the the problem with choice is that if you get, if you want to do something, you need to get rid of choice. Let me repeat that again. If you want, to do something, if you want to get committed, if you want to follow through with something, if you want to see something to the finish line, you have to get rid of choice. Because choice is what's making everything very cluttered in your mind, cluttered on your desk, cluttered around the house. Like I'm speaking from experience here. So choice is what creates clutter in our heads. And the way to remove that clutter is to remove choice. And you just focus on that one thing because when you and I enable ourselves to do that, now we're able to be able to have that focus that gives, that you know, just streamlines the passion into giving that one thing flight. And whether it works out or not, there's no guarantee that what we put our single focus into is going to work. But at least we've given a hundred, we haven't dabbled in it you know, we didn't kind of dip our toe and then take it out and dip our toe, stop and start, stop and start the project. At least we've gone full ball in and by going full in, we've been able to assess the situation, really get an understanding of what it's going to take and whether we want to go ahead or that we just completely take it off our, uh, our plate and not do it and move to the next project or we continue with it. But there's no dabbling. And dabbling is what creates mediocrity. Because true, slick, refined uh, product or service or project or cause has really been sculpted through that focus, that singular focus, by one particular person or a group of people. But the mission is one. Um, And scatterbrain is, or scattered projects or scattered passions, is exactly what the results will become. So... That's just for anyone who's looking to think, you know, how do I just, you know, narrow down? You'll narrow down when you have no other choice but to narrow down. You will have to narrow down eventually. And whether that takes you a day or a year or 10 or 50 or whatever that might be, you will come to that moment in time where either you're going to force yourself because you know it's the right thing to do uh, in order for you to gain and not be able to dabble, in order for you to contribute, in order for you to excel, Uh, or you're going to just keep going. And I wanted to just share that distinction because as long as you and I are aware of what's happening, then we know we can make an educated decision. But if things are just happening and we don't know why it's happening, why we're scattered, why we're overwhelmed, why we've got so many choices, uh, why we've got so many passions, I mean, how do we get to them all? All those questions, they're great things, but you will get to each one, God willing, in time. And in doing so, it requires on the first hand, a really laser like focus so I wanted to share that with you guys and by the way um, if you would like just to recap if you want the actual how to find your passion minus your resume the passion process if you want that in actually text form um, I do have it it was on my website it's no longer there but if you'd like it send me an email and I'll send it out to you just make sure you let me know that you want the text version of it otherwise I'll send you the video because that's what's on the website um, and uh, that's what, I, that's what I wanted to say, yeah. So just a heads up on that, guys. So wherever you are, wherever you're doing in the world, thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. I appreciate your, you being here, you listening in. I appreciate the fact that you want to have a passion, that you want to unearth your passion, that you want to, what's the word, resurrect your passion, because we've all had it. We all know what it is. It's just deep inside us. And your commitment to it by coming in and listening to these episodes is truly a gift for me. And so I thank you sincerely for tuning in and wherever you are, wherever you're doing in the world, and my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift. Let's unbox it every day.